Just after 11 o'clock, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. My name is Connor Halley. Brandon Douglas along with me today as we're talking fantasy sports and other things for the next 53 minutes, give or take, before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell, Declan Kruger, and Donovan, the intern, for the lowdown with Low Tide, one 1440 the best way to reach us, as usual. Of course, you can always email us, Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca. Although, to be quite honest with you, we don't typically get too many emails coming in. It's just kind of gone the way of the dodo bird. I'd like to get more. Me too. I still send quite a few because sometimes we don't have access to because uh, even when we're like you and I as producers of other programs on the station, you know, booking some guests and stuff, a text message is just so much more efficient and quick to respond, you know, right. And for both parties, I think uh, people getting asked to come and do hits, I think they prefer it as well. But sometimes you still only have uh, maybe access to an email address and you fire one of those across. It's always uh, appreciative because usually when I'm getting email notifications, it's for things that I don't want to see. Like, here's your receipt for your uh, Netflix payment this month or an, a morning update on our standings in the uh, fantasy frenzy hockey pool telling me that I'm still sitting in third to last. Things like that, right? So when I get one that actually matters, like when I get the ski report from uh, our resort rat every morning, that's like a pleasant, pleasant surprise, and I appreciate it. Just got one this morning from Marty Stevens, Lord Commander of the Critters. Oh, okay. We're heading out to Daysland tomorrow night, so I got the full rap. You know, he sends out the when are we leaving, where are we leaving from, who's playing, Etc. He gives us like a full breakdown. Marty could run a, a pro sports team with this organization. So things like that brighten my day. So I like getting uh, emails. Marty could apply to the, the Oilers as like team coordinator, like flight plans and hotels. Uh, <laughs> got to have make sure you got the conference room booked off for breakfast and stuff. Daily Seinfeld reference, like George Costanza's job with the Yankees is assistant to the traveling secretary. Marty could do that for the Oilers. He could. That well, might that might not put his full skill set to the best usage, but he could do it all the same. Hey, I mean, I feel like that would pay enough to get by, so it'll be a fun gig. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be joined by Anna Dua of NHL Fantasy. Talk some hockey with Anna. Get those questions into one 1440 We've also got some food questions for her. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but, you know, when people share food takes on their social media, we have to ask. She had a post, and it was American poutine, and my goodness, it looked, it did not look good. Let's just say that. I'm not a poutine snob. To be totally honest with you, I like my gravy on the side. I don't like when my fries get too mushy, so I like to be able to dip it in the gravy. So I'm not much of a poutine guy, to be totally honest with you, but what what she had... Uh, which I believe was at the stadium series, looked uh, like an abomination of poutine. We've got some texts coming in here already, Brandon. Uh, San Antonio Holmes, were you guys talking about Super Bowl moments at the end of the Carrier Show? Well, we were talking about when, because I, Nick, it all started, I'll give you the full background on this, and for any listeners that might have missed it uh, in the last hour of the Kevin Carrier Show, that I asked Schlemmer and Kevin about Nikola Jokic. He was at the Avalanche game last night, and I was like, if you were to take a player from the same city, but then just move them to another pro sports team, like who would be, I was like, picture Nikola Jokic as your power forward for the Avalanche. They need a little help up front. He'd be a menace. So then we were started talking about, like, who else would you, would you like to see that? And Schlemmer said Larry Fitzgerald came 
and skated with the Coyotes when Schlemmer was down there. Oh, really? And was obviously not very good. You know, like look at Bambi out there. So then we just got onto a very quick uh, Larry Fitzgerald tangent right at the tail end of the show as well. Larry Legend. Larry. Man. And then how about, yeah, and then so the, the Holmes thing coming in, uh, you know, how close he was to a Super Bowl. That playoff run, Larry like put the team on his back. I think he had like a three touchdown performance. He was like Greg Jennings in that viral clip. Greg Jennings. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Darren, Darren Sharper. Sharper. <laughs> One of the hardest hitting safeties in the league. We don't like Darren Sharper <laughs> no more, though. But yeah, that video, unbelievable. Half the people right now probably have no, no idea what idea we're talking, we're talking about. about but it, yeah. YouTube, Greg Jennings, Madden. Madden. Yeah. Oh, my. It, 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 I will personally vouch for this, that that is worth a laugh because... I watched that before I think I ever even played Madden, <laughs> and I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. So good. So good. Do that at the break, because that's probably what we'll do. Just <laughs> YouTube uh, Greg Jennings Madden. Great uh, great little video there. Uh, tonight on the ice in the NHL, it's a light one. It's one of those light nights we talk about. Five games on the schedule. you got the Sabres, Canadians, the Chicago Blackhawks hosting the Philadelphia Flyers. Of course, the Bruins and the Oilers. That's an 8 o'clock puck drop. That's what it's listed as. My sources tell me 822, closer to the actual puck <laughs> yeah. drop. Your insiders? My insiders. the Oilers organization? I think it was someone put it on Twitter, which is 1022 Eastern time. The Bruins got here yesterday. I wonder how they're going to be feeling. Maybe, you know, they're just superior humans and they'll just get that late nap in and feel fine to go. But, I mean, the body clock's going to be 1022 in puck drops. We were talking about this uh, lot of Bruins fans out on the east coast of Canada, Newfoundland. That's three and a half. That's another hour and a half ahead of even Eastern time. So the game's not starting till like 1130 or uh, close to midnight. And like, you know, you some people might say, well, the Bruins, maybe they were out west and they went east for a quick one. Maybe they're still on the, the western time. No, they were on a homestand that goes back to Feb 6. So, uh, yeah, they, they've been on the East Coast for a long time. I'm I'm interested to see if that plays any factor at all. Uh, they played on Monday night was their last game. 4-3 win in a shootout over the Dallas Stars, a team that the Oilers beat in overtime on Saturday. Um, these Bruins games, I, I feel like they're always kind of a, a good measuring stick. I think Louis DeBrusque talked about it when he was on the Kevin Carrier show like, the Bruins are just always so good, and it kind of has been that trickle down. Even with losing some key players, they've still got that that Bruins culture in the room, and you know they're, they're going to give you that honest effort night in, night out. They've got the talent. It's going to be a fun one. Also, after that, you got the uh, the Coyotes taking on the Maple Leafs. Austin Matthews returns home. He's got forty nine goals already. <laughs> Guy's unbelievable. Sorry, and going up fans. against the Coyotes team that has now dropped ten in a row, I believe, after their loss uh, on Monday to the Oilers, seems like uh, right for the picking for Matthews to maybe pop off his league leading seventh hat trick of the year <laughs> at home. Maple Leafs good on the road this year, fifteen six and six. So, yeah, I and wouldn't bet against it. Coyotes are terrible on the road. If but, I'm not, but they're okay at home. Well, fifteen thirteen and zero. That's better than they are elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 23-28 record. If we did the math there, that would tell us that's 8-15-4 on the road, I do believe. So, yeah, they're at home at the mullet, but I think Austin Matthews could be primed for point night. His home. His home. Hometown. Yeah. Hometown, yeah. Yeah. 
Did I throw you off with that one? A little bit, but then because I, I was like looking at it on my screen, I was like, wait, the Coyotes are at home. But so is Matthews. But so is Austin. Does, do you not think he considers Toronto home? No. <laughs> I don't Sorry, Leafs so. fans. Your home's your home. That's tr- <laughs> that's true. When I, even like even for me, I tell I was like, yeah, I'm heading home for the weekend. That means I'm going back to Delburn. Yeah, to the farm. And then I'll be like, and then I'm coming. And then he's like, oh, where are you going? I'm going back to the city. Yeah, you live here, but it's not your home. Until you like have maybe if you have a family one day, you'll be like, this is home. Home to, is where the heart to is. To quote uh, current uh, popular country music artist Hardy, "Ain't no place like hometown." <laughs> the burn for you. The burn. Also, Ducks taking on the Blue Jackets. Uh, oh, what a barn burner that one. This could be. be a wild one. This could be crazy. I think Austin Matthews has more goals than these two teams combined. Not accurate. Not accurate. But Toronto's been pretty good. Of course, a uh, uh, hyperbole for the sake of effect. And a good one because these two teams stink. I am, uh, I've been slowly picking away throughout the morning at maybe where I'm looking for my um, DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Because I've said it before, Connor, these kind of nights, anywhere between like four and six to seven games maybe is where I really live for the daily fantasy because I'm not overwhelmed by choices in terms of like eight eight plus games. You're looking at 16 different teams to pick from. Like that's that's too much. This is right in my sweet spot. So I've been picking apart and there's a, a couple plays. I, I actually think Anaheim could uh, have a pretty solid game tonight against Columbus. Anaheim back at home after an Eastern road trip. Um, couple A big win over Buffalo on Monday, comeback fashion. So I actually am quite high on the Ducks tonight uh, and a couple players I think could uh, continue recent play, recent strong play. Text coming in here to one 1440 Hey guys, I have interest in Owen Tippett who has tailed off lately. Would you trade him for Patrick Kane? So I was, I'm assuming you have interest for Owen Tippett. Acquiring, yeah, maybe moving on from Patrick Kane and bringing in Owen Tippett. I'm a big Owen Tippett guy. I've been a big believer. He broke out last year. I mean, 27 goals. He's he's well on pace to set another career high. Uh, he's got 21 through 52 games played, 35 points. Um, but the Flyers as a whole have kind of tailed off. Obviously, they're still in the mix, but they're not playing as strongly as they were, were earlier in this season. I'm still I'm still high on him. I mean, he plays high in the lineup, power play time. He's like a pure shooter type player. Um, Patrick Kane on the other like. I would be okay in acquiring Owen Tippett, but I don't know if Patrick Kane is a player I would be keen on moving out for him. Assuming this is um, a straight redraft league, there's there's no benefit in moving on from an older player like Kane, uh, who you can kind of re-get probably in a middle round next year, wherever he is playing, if it's back with Detroit, elsewhere, whatever. But Patrick Kane's been very good since coming back from his most recent injury um, with the Red Wings. Like He came, joined the team good uh, missed a bit of time and now he's back he's been very good like over his past five games alone he has tip it has an assist in every one so he, he'd be acquiring Kane. oh he has tip it then yeah i i would be game for that so I it seems think. like he's got some interest coming in for owen Tippett, and oh, he would be acquiring are, Patrick you know, Kane. yeah you're yeah. selling a little bit low on Tippett right now but like i said he's a player i'm still high on it and like patrick kane's been nails for the red wings they've been playing good as of late i think they're gonna make a very strong playoff push down the stretch here i don't think stevie y is gonna sell off the parts they just extended their rfa michael rasmussen been a big part so i I, i'd be okay in trading owen to once again assuming it's a redraft league because Tippett has a little bit of keeper value um as probably a mid to late round selection from this past year um but if it's a straight redraft i i like patrick kane bringing in he's been very good like I said, uh, assists in five straight, uh, goals in two of those, so a couple multi-point efforts. Like 
Red Wings are a team that I've got my eye on down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you just go very recent with Owen Tippett, two goals in the stadium series against the Devils, 10 shots, not bad. Uh, he, he, the volume for shots is always going to be there for, for him. He's, and we were just talking about the Ducks. Frank Vetrano, a similar type player that may be playing a little bit above where they would on a better team. Owen Tippett with much more pedigree. Uh, he's a former first-round pick out of Florida, um, part of the Giroux trade. So, uh, but shot volume, always very good uh, and he's a finisher like it's, you don't put up uh, 27 goals and you're kind of your breakout season by accident right uh, yeah. last year and already 21 this season so I, I'm a tippet believer but for this season down the stretch I think the Red Wings are maybe a bit of a better bet yeah for sure for sure and I mean Patty Kane like you said points in five straight a couple goals in there still proven he can get it done I, I think I would make that move Alfred says Harvey's fries with a bowl of Swiss chalet sauce what is Swiss chalet sauce? Have you never had it? I don't know how to describe it. We had a Swiss chalet in Red Deer. I don't know if I ever went there at any point in my life. And now they're like connected with Harvey's, most of them. Yeah. Well, there's the standalone sit down Swiss chalet in South Common. Went there just before Christmas. Romantic dinner with the wife. Great ambiance is there. It? No, but there's also a Swiss chalet Harvey's combo in right South on. Common. Oh, really? Maybe that's just a standalone Harvey's. Because I used to rip through. <laughs> I, I do love Harvey's poutine. I'd rip through there uh, when I was working at uh, Pro Hockey Life down in South Common. Sometimes late night shift on my way home, grab a poutine for the road. But maybe it's just a standalone Harvey's. I digress. There is just off 170th uh, down, One, down, down the road here. 107th. Another place I would occasionally stop for poutine when I was working at uh, the Ford dealership just <laughs> up the road here. So Yeah, that's. I mean, that's actually a pretty good idea, Alfred. I don't know. I, I don't know how you would describe Swiss chalet sauce. It's, so it's, pic- it's good. Picture me getting a Donaire poutine, and they add the sweet sauce to the gravy, the cheese, maybe some peppers, um, tomatoes, and the Donaire meat. Would the Swiss chalet sauce be a similar type add to the sweet sauce to the no, poutine? No, no. No? I put it in more of a gravy category. Oh, like you're replacing the gravy with Swiss chalet sauce. That must be it. Mm. I don't know. Donaire poutine. Is that like... The a best. poutine with donair meat on it or a yeah. donair with fries in it? You can... Oh, I've had it both ways. Oh, God. Marco's... Was it... Is that what it was? In, it was in the Students' Union building in at the University of Alberta. I don't know if it's there anymore. I think it was Marco's Famous. They had a one. It was called the Tombstone. And it was... So uh, the it was a wildcat, which was double meat and cheese, no veggies. And then a Tombstone was a wildcat with fries in it as well. And it was like a food challenge type thing you could order. Hmm. Well, you are the grave digger. So sometimes you need a tombstone. <laughs> Derek says tombstone survivor checking in. It was Marcos. I never undertook it. Like, <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy to eat that much food. But a couple buddies, uh, they went for it. And I mean, hey, it's an expensive thing to order, especially when you're, you know, a student. It's like shelling out 18 bucks for lunch one day. Yeah. But hey. You could probably, you know, tie it up and eat it over the course of a couple of days if you so chose because it was just so much mass. <laughs> hey, and that's what you're looking for. You carry over a couple of days here. Uh, Snarly says, if you can find it, chicken shawarma poutine is amazing. Uh, I was in Golden at the ski resort there and had a pulled pork poutine. So good. Gravy on the side, of course. You know me. I like to dip it. Very good. Alfred says, don't air meat on pizza. Mm. Yeah, don't air pizza. Always good. And then a sports question. 
Good day. Any word on where Nuge is? Is he playing tonight? That comes from Ryan, the wine guy. Uh, I'm assuming we'll get more information later on, but he was not at practice today. Not on the ice, at least. Absent from morning skate. Um, So as a result, the lines all looked a little different. I think Yanmark was uh, up uh, skating with on the first line, I believe. Uh, Tony Brar, amongst others, had the report on it. Good. That's where he belongs. (laughs) That is. I mean, hey, Yanmark, finisher. We've seen it. He scored recently. Uh, But, yeah, we we have no... new update just that ryan nugent hopkins was not on the ice we'll monitor it in the next if, uh, 40 if, minutes believe me if there's anything that uh, comes out from our our great uh, source whether it be mark specter uh gregor uh down at uh, skate i assume carrius on his way down to the rink as well if we get any more news we'll be happy to pass along but as of right now that's all we know right now we'll take a break though when we come back anna dua of nhl fantasy will join us get those questions for anna into 1-833-401-1440 it is fantasy frenzy brought to you by wilhawk beef jerky 1122, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove and right here in West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, coming to you live from the Stingray Studios here. If you are coming by the mall, make sure you say hello to us and take that walk over to Wilhawk. Grab a bag of jerky. Your day will be good. Oilers hockey tonight, not till 8 o'clock, so it's a little bit of a late one. Make sure you get that second cup of coffee in today. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, we talked about it, not on the ice at morning skate today. According to sources, DVD, Tony Brar, Avery, everyone down there at practice, he's sick, questionable to play tonight. You had uh, mentioned that Louis DeBrusque, who was on with us on the Kevin Carrius show, had a bit of an illness. Are you... Are you- Connecting the dots. Here? Well, Louis said he might have just picked it up out on the road. It'd be a bug or something. Maybe the the team ate or something. Who, who knows? Uh, either way, Louis looks says he's on the better half of it, having let nature take its course, <laughs> as Louis put it. So uh, hopefully, uh, Nuge can uh, shed it quickly as well and get back in the lineup. Uh, if not tonight, uh, later in this homestand would be a tough loss as Nuge is uh, playing some of his better hockey as of late right now we're going to get to our fantasy wizard brought to you by ewell ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products are you ready to elevate your projects contact ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success we bring in anna dua of nhl fantasy anna good afternoon how are you doing today i'm doing good guys how are you we are doing good thank you uh i noticed on your twitter timeline today your x uh the food reviews have been popping up and that's kind of funny because i wanted to start off with that because i saw your post about the poutine over the weekend and we need a review how was it uh i have no words guys i'm still traumatized i think it's gonna take me a week more to recover from seeing that like honestly that was a genuine reaction like i was just blown away when someone told me that that was the poutine i saw it on the menu and i remember asking like oh like where is it and one of my producers was like it's there like it's right in front of you and i was like that that's it like i've never seen it look like that it was just like probably one of the craziest moments of my life seeing this so were the people around it, like the Americans, just like, oh, yeah, this is poutine. Just enjoy it. I don't think they were as hurt. Like, I think this hurt me to my core. And I was, like, having an actual reaction. Whereas the Americans, I, I don't know if they'd ever, like, I had to pull up pictures and show them what it was supposed to look like. And then I think they kind of understood where I was coming at. But my goodness, like, I, I have, like, nightmares about this, guys. Like, every night when I close my eyes, it's like, poutine is haunting me because I just, the waffle fries, like, the weird cheese, like, I just, oh, my God. 
we, we talked about it a little bit previously, and we've had some people talking about, you know, donair meat or uh, even chicken shawarma poutine. So in your expert opinion, what is the best poutine? I like the classic poutine, but I like, so I spent a decent amount of time too in Montreal when I was in uni. Uh, I interned over in Montreal and I was there for a couple of months. So I, I really learned what good poutine tastes like. So after that experience, I mean, it was just, this was just so alarming. I'm a, I'm a classic girl. If it's made well, it's perfect in my eyes, but this, this isn't even close. Like, I don't even know what it is. I was so shocked. Like the cheese curds were just like blobs. You can't even see the gravy and the waffle fries or something else. Like I've never seen poutine with waffle fries in my life. A modern twist on poutine. Anna Dewitt joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas with you here. The text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 You were down at the stadium series over the weekend and two games being played. Anna, what was that experience like? So I personally love outdoor hockey and I always say like for us in Canada and me being Canadian growing up, that's the way the game's supposed to be played. You grow up playing pond hockey outside and that's the roots of the sport and just being able to see stuff like the stadium series when a classic bring that down to the States in places where in New Jersey, a lot of folks did not grow up playing pond hockey, getting to see outdoor hockey. It was awesome. The back-to-back games got four teams from this area. The fans really packed MetLife. It was just great. I am the biggest fan of these games I think the more the merrier because in my eyes that's the way hockey is supposed to be played it's supposed to be played outside uh, and we'll get to the game on the ice tonight uh, well the local game here uh, Oilers taking on the Boston Bruins at eight o'clock start looking like it's going to be closer to eight twenty-two. Uh, are you going to stay up late and watch this one and from a fantasy perspective with Ryan Eugene Hopkins potentially being out with illness uh, who are you watching for Oh, of course I'm going to stay up late to watch this one, just for you guys, though, because I'm on today. I'm going to stay up late to watch this Oilers game. And, I mean, it's kind of a good opportunity for Edmonton, too, because when you're looking at the hot streak they've been on, they have something to prove themselves. And it's it's just looking like they're trying to showcase to the NHL right now that they're contenders, and everyone's kind of forgotten about the beginning of the year they've had with the solid level of hockey that they've been playing. And I think this is a matchup where they can kind of continue to prove that. News being out of the lineup really gives the opportunity for some of these other guys to step up and maybe make an impact tonight. For me, like when I'm looking at that second line, it's guys like maybe Evander Kane, Ryan McLeod, who gets boosted up that I'm taking a look at. Warren Fogel as well. Great lineup placement for him if they're distributing the wealth over there in Edmonton. So those are kind of the forwards that I'm keeping an eye on. I'm really monitoring Stuart Skinner right now, guys. Like he is a storyline that was probably one of the biggest reasons I was concerned about Edmonton at the beginning of the year and now things have turned around. I'm trying to feel like how I'm feeling before the regular season comes to an end when I'm making my postseason predictions and Stuart Skinner is kind of my biggest question mark so I'm watching the Oilers real closely before I submit those towards the end of the year. Anna Dua from NHL Fantasy and the NHL Network, our guest here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Um, Anna, looking around the rest of the league tonight, a relatively small slate with four other games outside of the nightcap here in Edmonton. Uh, we got a text about this one specific player, and it was uh, kind of good happenstance because he was one name that I was pretty keen on slotting into my daily fantasy uh, roster as I'm s- s- lining everything up on DraftKings. Uri Slavkovsky out in Montreal. He's uh, like all of a sudden popped off for, a, he's having himself a great season, 30 points now in 55 games played. His point streak has run up, uh, you know, well over half a dozen games. 
what do you make of his his recent rise? Is it just a matter of opportunity in Montreal? Is he starting to gel with more teammates? And and do you think he can kind of continue this pace? Uh, maybe not quite to the same extent, but a, a viable fantasy option for the rest of the season. Yeah, so I said I spent a lot of time in Montreal earlier, guys, and this is the player I've been asked most about from all the folks up in Montreal this entire season. And I've been really high on him ever since he got drafted. I Granted, that was not that long ago, but he's one of those players where just given size alone, you expect them to transition to the NHL game a bit faster. And he's had a lot of injuries, right? Already had a ton of injury scares, which is the reason why he's kind of flown under the radar and hasn't made that huge bang early on. And now he looks like he's playing playing some of the best hockey ever. He has 12 points in his last eight games, six goals in that span. I like his lineup placement. Couldn't be better with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield on their top line. If he's on that line playing the way they are, the Habs playing some no-pressure hockey right now, which gives him an opportunity to find his game even further. I'm absolutely adding him to my fantasy roster, and I encourage you to as well. Yeah, very, very good priced winger for uh, anybody looking at about 4500 on DraftKings, uh, a good middle of the lineup option. Sticking with that, uh, the Montreal-Buffalo game tonight, the Sabres, I mean, they put up seven against the Kings last week, but outside of that, uh, including it, they're only averaging 2.3 uh, three goals here in the month of February. The Sabres, kind of a team stuck in limbo. So many people thought they were going to uh, take a jump this year. Once again, in terms of a daily perspective, are you liking any Sabres players tonight, or you think they're still kind of running cold? And maybe even Sam Montembeau as a goaltending option uh, for the Habs might be a decent look. Yeah, I mean, guys, like, welcome to Buffalo sports. I'm a pretty big Bills fan, so it seems like this is just the way sports run in that city where the team will give you flashes of a great performance, and then the next week it's just something else. And I guess that's what's happening in the water in Buffalo. But with the Sabres, I think they have some pretty decent options that you can add, especially in a daily fantasy situation. This is a favorable matchup for the Sabres compared to some other options. So if you want to take advantage of that and add a couple of guys onto your roster, the big one I'm looking at right now is Dylan Cousins. He's a point-per-game player across his past four games. If you want to look even deeper in the lineup and just get a good bang for your buck, maybe his line mate Jordan Greenway right now. He is also a point-per-game player across his past four. He has three goals in his last four games, five total points. So that's the guy who's flying under the radar. Great price points. They're on the second line for the Sabres if you think that they can even get some points up in this matchup. And they should, right? They're playing against the Habs. So if they want to get a little spark going in their team, this is a matchup to do it. Uh, last one for me is Anna Dua, our guest here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Um, one more play is kind of uh, riding the hot hand, if you will, lately, and it comes in probably the lowest marquee matchup of the night in the Anaheim Ducks hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Mason McTavish having himself a, a pretty respectable season after you know a couple good first years in the league. Three assists in his uh, their comeback win over Buffalo. Does this game jump off the page at you at all because it's two teams? You talked about Montreal playing no-pressure hockey. Uh, the Blue Jackets and the Ducks, two of the worst in the league. Uh, you expecting a lot of goals in this one tonight or maybe the, the total inverse of that and a lack of offense with not much firepower? I think, honestly, I would not be shocked if there were a decent amount of goals in this matchup because these are two teams, once again, that are kind of playing some no-pressure hockey right now. And Mason McTavish, the player you threw out there, like, I love this guy. I'm very high on Mason McTavish. I think everyone in Canada is. I will never forget him in the World Juniors for Canada with that insane play he made that's etched in my brain as one of the best World Juniors moments of all time. So, been high on McTavish for a while, and he's had his own share of injury issues, but he's looking pretty good right now. Had that three-assist game, had a multi-goal game earlier in the week as well, so he's a player I'm watching, and 
there's a decent amount of guys who can get things going. Frank Vetrano is also one of those players on the Anaheim Ducks. He has four goals in his last three games. That He's been hot at different times this year, so maybe this is a matchup where he kind of gets stuff going as well. And I don't know, guys. Like I feel like both of these teams have enough players that can light the lamp, and I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring one. Anna, just one last one for you. Uh, we got to talk about Austin Matthews uh, back home, taking on the Coyotes. Uh, the guy's just an absolute hat-trick machine. Uh, how many goals is he scoring tonight? And uh, I assume we can uh, put some money down that he's reaching 50. Uh, really? That's that's it? Uh, 50, I was going to say, like, you should be thinking about 70 right now. Austin Matthews is, like, playing some... I, I meant tonight, just to clarify. Hockey. Okay, I was like, yeah. <laughs> you got it. I'm looking ahead, guys. Like, I feel like every single night, Austin Matthews is done shocking me. Uh, he's pretty much a goal per game player. I wouldn't be surprised. It would be great if he does it in Arizona. Like, what a way to hit 50, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he gets even more than 50 in this matchup. Uh, there's just no words. Like, honestly, it's insane to see the scoring pace he's on this year. Uh, it's never happened in my lifetime that a player has hit 70 goals, so it would be awesome for me to see that happen for the first time in quite a while in the NHL and the first time for me at least and uh, there's just no words like he's playing remarkable hockey and rightfully so some folks were a little bit down in Austin Matthews randomly last year uh, he wasn't even having an off year but I guess they just weren't happy after 60 goal season I'm sure they're very happy right now with the way he's been playing this year yeah he's an absolute pleasure to watch uh, yeah, funny how uh, 40 goals can be considered a down year that's uh, that's when you know yeah, you've know, set the bar high <laughs> In, in 74 games, too. Uh, the guy's unbelievable. Anna, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll have to get you on again. Sounds great. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. That is Anna Dua, NHL Fantasy. I mean, we started off with a poutine, and I, I tweeted that, you know, she's coming on, and we're, we're going to break this down, and the replies are just like, what is that? It's uh, It was the way we had to start, because it's, go, go to my Twitter, go to hers, Anna Dua, and it's like, it just looks like a I don't I can't even describe see, it. See, I missed this. I, I didn't see it. I, I the most recent uh food specific thing I'd seen on Anna's Twitter was about um the, the debate between what is like um a pork Oh my god. I'm just sh- I'm just showing Brandon the picture right That's now. Cr- that is criminal. I, I I I was I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking I was like, oh Anna's being a little, you know, overreactive here, but upon seeing that firsthand now she was not. I definitely go check that out. But Connor, you can clarify this for me. The por- it's a pork roll or a no jersey. <laughs> it's ham. I I don't know what it is. I feel like if you were ordering that in Edmonton, we just have one simple name for it: ham, and it'd be very easy. But she brought up a pork roll. Isn't that what it? I think that's what it's called. But because like, it's popular out in like Jersey, Philly. But it's just Taylor ham Taylor or pork ham. roll. Okay. But she said it's just Canadian bacon. Which is just ham. In a circular, circular, circular fashion, form, right? Yeah. I love throwing a slice of, uh, if you want to, like, I, I've never in my life called it Canadian bacon. But for the sake of this, throwing like that in the frying pan, just like just enough to kind of sear up each side. Then put that with your egg and egg and bun or even English muffin, if you prefer. Great breakfast sandwich. Oh, yeah. Slice of cheese, of course. And, you know, in a sandwich like that, I prefer processed cheese, like a Kraft Single, because the melt you get from it, it basically liquefies. It does. It's like a sauce. And that's like that's it's the typical breakfast bacon and egg or ham and egg you're getting from the food truck outside uh, at the slow pitch tournament, maybe even in your local rink. 
small town rink. Uh, so a lot of a lot of fond memories when you fry one of those up on a weekend morning. I have a breakfast sandwich maker. <laughs> Your wife? <laughs> no. Whoa. <laughs> I was gonna say Connor. That's uh, no. It's a uh, it's a little tool, and you put in like two uh, halves of the English muffin. It grills them, and then you crack an egg in a middle department and it cooks it and then you slide that out and the egg drops in then you throw on some cheese and some meat and then you cook it that's humble yeah you have to show me this i'll uh i will try to dig it out of storage and i'll bring it in we can whip up some sandwiches in the morning oh hell yeah they're really good i'm pumped i am pumped they're so good yeah it took me a while to master it i used to have people over like on nfl sundays and occasionally bust that out and make some breakfast sandwiches some, like I, I used to love those stupid little utensils. There was a bacon thing where you just lay the bacon over the bacon. Like you, you buying something? these off like late night TV, like no. punching the credit card in. No. Um, you know, like Bed Bath & Beyond? Yeah. Great. I think it's shut down. They have a different name now, but that was my spot. I would go in there and just buy the most random things or like birthday Christmas presents of a, a Chargers toaster. Puts the Chargers logo on it. Ashley got me that one. It doesn't cook the toast very well on the outside, but that logo is there. The closest I can say to this, my grandmother at the farm had a grilled cheese maker where it was like the press, but it was like Ooh. like made the triangle. And it like seals the edges? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that thing to me was the most innovative uh, appliance. Could you even call it that? I don't know. Like kitchen tool that I'd ever seen. It blew my mind. And we didn't have one up, but like we lived in the same yard, like, Grandma and Grandpa's house on one side, uh, ours at the other, the the farm in the middle. I would like I went up there every day in the summer just to <laughs> whip myself one up because it was like I couldn't believe such a thing existed. I feel like you could get really creative with that. Like you could almost make like a hot Nutella sandwich or Anything, something. Anything, pretty yeah. much. It would seal it, it in there. It all depends on just how long you cook it, right? What if instead of toast, you used like French toast and made like a breakfast version? Yeah, probably possible. It'd be a bit tougher to clean. Well, after that, I think that's after the fact. <laughs> yeah, that, be... no, that's the thing. That was that was Grandma's problem because I would whip myself then my grilled leave. cheese, and then I'd be like, "Sorry, Grandma, your dad's waiting for me to go to the field. I got a jet," and then just leave. this like if the cheese would leak out the side, just this <laughs> caked on disaster. But that's uh, like you know, Grandmas love you no matter what. So yeah, exactly. They're happy to do it. Montana to Rice is storage. Why is it in storage? I'll give you a crisp twenty for that. Uh, well, I'm in the process of moving, so it's just, you know, we're moving out of a suitcase and it's, it'll be out in no time. I think I know exactly where it is. So yeah, we'll have to dig it out and bring it in for some breakfast sandwiches if I can find it. We've got Rockford saying a Western sandwich. Not exactly sure what that, maybe that's what I was describing. Maybe like that's, that's what, just, that's like what it's called, I guess. I don't know. Jim says Canadian bacon is back bacon. Okay. Or is it, what was the other one? Taylor? Taylor ham. Taylor ham, or is it? Pork roll. Pork roll. Oh, my gosh. Now we're getting into the confusion. The dialect changes wherever you are, but breakfast meats. Love them. <laughs> it's not breakfast without meat. Can't beat it. Uh, we got it one coming in here. You know what? For the Leduc moves, we'll get to that when we come back. We'll take a break here. This segment brought to you by Ewell. Ewell is giving you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L.ca. When we come back, like I said, we'll get to this text from the Leduc Moose. We'll also get to a couple more that have been rolling in here. We'll talk breakfast sandwiches if you want. We'll also let you know what's coming up on the lowdown with Low Tide as well as the Jason Greger Show. You're listening to Fantasy Frenzy. 
Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11.45, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 14.40, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Hallie and Brandon Douglas with you here, talking fantasy sports and everything else for the next few minutes before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell, Declan Kruger, and Donovan, the intern. Uh, they'll be joined by Scott McLaughlin. I think that uh, Declan has the wrong Scott tagged in this tweet. He says he's an Indy car driver. But I believe the one they're talking about is it covers the Boston Bruins for audacity. I'll have to tell Declan that. Hopefully he can hear me. De- Declan, if you're listening, redo your tweet. Also, Bruce McCurdy will join them at 1 o'clock. They'll do some NHL rumors. And Duncan with Declan talking some hoops. That's from noon until 2 here on Sports 1440. Then we got the Jason Greger Show. We joined by Tyler Yaremchuk of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff. Mark Cronwit of the Spruce Grove Saints. We've got Who Is It Wednesday? Also, Mike Rupp, former NHLer. Josh Prokop, the captain of the U of A Golden Bears, advancing to the semifinals after, uh, I think some might call it an upset this past weekend. We've also got Spec, and uh, we'll go to Boston as well. So... Talk some Bruins. Is it ever really an upset when it's the G-Bears hockey team? Well... They're lower-seeded on the road, sure. Technically. But, man. You can't measure hard, though. Who can ever count them out? Not me. You'd be a fool to count them out. Agreed. Go Bears. Don't sleep on the Bears. Go G-Bears. P-Bears. Semifinal action this weekend as well. And that'll be at the Drake, so... Unless you're uh, willing to take a little uh, quick trip out to Vancouver. Might have to cheer the Bears on remotely. Top of the PJ. But the the P-Bears could use your support down at the Drake. Absolutely. Uh, In town right now, the Edmonton Oil Kings in action. Yeah. Taking on the Hitman. They lead 2-1. to When I read that, I'll be be honest, I was a little bit behind uh, heading into the 10 o'clock hour in terms of getting my update prepared. I just opened the WHL's page, and I saw it. I was like, wait, this can't be right. The Oil Kings are playing at 11 o'clock this morning. And I was like, oh, you know what? It's reading week. Two Alberta teams said there's a game down in Lethbridge. That's at night as well. But um, And I was like, but wait, it's in Edmonton? That can't be right either. The oh, Oilers play tonight. Little hockey hooky day? Truth it is. as the uh, Yeah, I believe it is hockey hooky. That's why the Oilers were practicing at the DCA, downtown, downtown community. community arena. The Oil Kings in action, middle of the day. Two for three on the power play. Is that good? I Some say. You know what they say about Edmonton hockey teams? Good on the power play? Power play merchants. <laughs> just just feasting on the other team's penalty kill. Go Oil Kings. Hope they keep that up. We got a text in here from Loyal City fan, but also Yig Tony. Those breakfast sandwich makers are wicked. I have one. Maybe one day my text will get noticed. Oh, don't worry. We notice you, Loyal City fan or Yig Tony, whatever you prefer to be called. They actually have one. It, it makes two at the same time. That's a little too much for me. Too much madness. I feel like I'd burn one. Alfred said Domino's Brooklyn pepperoni pizza. Sounds good. And this one came in from the Leduc Moose. Brandon, we will get your thoughts on this one. I'm in a keeper league. Ten teams. You can keep three players for next season. I have Wabrowski and Leon Pedersen and Erickson Eck and a couple mid-defense. Does a guy keep three forwards or hold a goalie? I traded away draft picks rounds one through four next year. So I think, would you would you be keeping Bobrovsky 
or do you go Leon, Pedersen, and Erickson Eck? Uh, Leon and Pedersen for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, I'm of the opinion, and I do this in uh, football as well, because uh, I'm in both a keeper league and a dynasty league, so it's obviously not as big an issue there. But uh, my a couple of my hockey leagues are keeper leagues. When it comes to making decisions, just keep the best players. Like position wise, you can look around and, and kind of say like, oh, but what if you know everyone else keeps a, a, a top tier goalie? Well, that's better because then that means of the goalies that get pushed back in, you'll probably as first choice. No one else. If everyone else keeps a goalie, you're you're not in much of a rush because they're not going to use a higher pick on one. The flip side of that, nobody keeps a goalie. Well, there you go. There's a lot of good goalies back in the pool. So what other players keep to choose, and you don't have that knowledge until draft night, can just as much have an impact um, at, 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 or just be as impactful as your own decision-making in terms of how the next year's draft is going to go. You're saying you don't, you don't have any draft picks rounds one through four. I, I would think keeping all three forwards is fine. But I wouldn't fault you if you slide Bobrovsky in instead of Erickson Eck as well. Because, I mean, for a long time, it seemed like Bobrovsky might be kind of on the outs in Florida or at least splitting time with Spencer Knight. But Spencer Knight's still kind of, you know, battling through his own personal stuff, um, you know, getting more reps uh, back in the um, uh, AHL uh, from time to time too. So it, for the time being, it's Bobrovsky's world and, and everyone else in Florida's kind of living in it. So keeping Bobrovsky, I would have nothing against that. You normally don't have to make those decisions until – leading up to the draft next fall, I would probably reevaluate and see where the Spencer Knight situation is at that time. If he's looking like he's going to be back in the fold, maybe keep Erickson Eck. If not, keep Bobrovsky again because he's shown he can return to form. He's been lights out this year again. Spencer Knight, uh, very, you know, had, I believe, anxiety. Yeah, he, the players he entered the player assistance program, but it was it was stemming from mental health issues yeah. and that therefore turning to uh, other means of um, coping, I guess. Because I think there was an article kind of yeah. talking about how it was correct you know, anxiety. The kind of uh, anyways, this year playing with the Charlotte Checkers in the AHL, he's got a record of sixteen, twelve, and four save percentage, just under nine hundred, GAA two seven one. If you were, if that was in your organization, Oilers fans, look at Jack Campbell's numbers in the AHL. They're much better than that overall, let alone as of late after the kind of rough start he had. And he's not getting a look up here because things are rolling along. Peachy Keen, well, kind of the same boat in Florida. Like if Florida was going off the rails and, and Bobrovsky couldn't stop a beach ball and Stolarz or, or maybe Bobrovsky's hurt, Stolarz isn't uh, having a good time, then there's a good chance we'd be seeing Spencer Knight probably back in the NHL. But as of right now, the Panthers are first place in the Eastern Conference, like after their win last night. They're a really good team. They don't have any need to. Just keep letting him get his confidence back, you know, work on some things. I would assume that, and I should preface that by saying, like, I haven't done any extra reading on this in terms of why he's still down there, if he's still working through um, his mental health stuff. Whatever the case, he's not in the NHL right now and probably won't be for the rest of the season, I would think. Who knows? Maybe they'll do the same thing as the others with Jack Campbell. Come playoff time, call him up when you don't need to make a corresponding move to send someone back down once the rosters expand. So um, hoping the best for him. I mean, we've seen it from Spencer Knight. He was like the best goalie prospect in the world, had a great start to his NHL career, but a little bit of a setback right now and hoping the best that he can kind of pull through it and get back to the levels we've seen before. Because in fantasy perspective, man, two legitimate goalies in Florida, something's got to give probably somebody to be moving out of town. Yeah, I mean, it's still just 22 years old. Uh, same draft class as Philip Broberg. 
we don't know the team down in Charlotte either. Maybe it's a bit of a mess defensively. They they kind of seem to be a middle-of-the-pack team, but yeah, you don't need to rush him back, which is kind of a luxury that they have. Walnuts in the park. Guys, the weird thing is that when they sent Soup down, he was playing better than Skinner, in my opinion. Now, obviously, they made the right move. Yeah, you know, I, I think there are some things he had to work on. Even as bad as it was, I don't think it was just on Jack Campbell because the goaltending just wasn't good, and the play in front wasn't good. They've they've fixed up a lot of those mistakes, so I think they've they've made life a lot easier on their goaltenders, whether it is Stuart Skinner, Cal Pickard, or if it was Jack Campbell. Uh, but some things he had to work on, for sure. Now he's down there, he's working on it, and you know what? It it's kind of almost that luxury with the Florida Panthers too, or you don't need to bring him up. We'd kind of talked about it yesterday in five questions because I asked the guys, Gregor and Sean Brown, how comfortable are you with Cal Pickard as your backup? And, you know, it was kind of brought up, like, if this gets into the playoffs, do you have a little more faith in Jack Campbell? Like, could he be the guy you bring up? And and he was the perfect bullpen guy last year. It was wild, but he made the saves. To an extent that people were clamoring for him to start games instead of he just kept coming in and mop-up duty and giving those a chance to come back in some of those games right so it that, that's a very interesting question that come or like uh, and it's uh, i've heard several references back to the 06 cup run where they alternated backup goalies behind Dwayne rolson wonderful season maybe something similar to that i remember people I, saying i would doubt it i don't think that'll be the case i i genuinely think that come playoff time jack campbell will be the one sitting on the bench while Stuart Skinner starts. When Roley got hurt and people were saying, no, oh, if that's UC Markin and instead of Ty Conklin, what's the difference? I, we, we don't know. UC came in and obviously helped him get to game seven, but we don't need to talk about that anymore. As I've said multiple times on the station, I don't remember game seven. Don't even know the score. Some people handle it differently. I just blacked it out. I blacked it out. I actually have a, not very many memories of the finals overall because the Oilers had just eliminated my team, the Ducks, right? In pretty easy fashion. And that was a really good Anaheim team. Did you just go out and start milking cows? <sighs> no. No. It was tough because so many of my friends were Oilers fans. So they were all <laughs> just giving it to me. Even my teeth. No. The next year, my teacher was the Oilers fan. And so when I first met, and he was new to the school that year, he was giving it to me a lot when he found out I was a Ducks fan. And then the next year, the day after the Ducks won the cup, June 7th was the morning. June 6th was the day they won. Uh, he bought me a Pepsi as a reward. <laughs> That's a good teacher. Set you on the path that you're at today. Uh, that'll do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Big thank you to Anna Dua for hopping on the show. Brandon Douglas for keeping us on track. All of you for tuning in. Always appreciate it. If you miss it, make sure you go check us out on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. Also, I want to let you know about the uh, little Battle of Alberta watch party this Saturday night down at Century Sports Bar and Lounge. We're going to be down there at 8 o'clock. Uh, get there at like 5 because you want to have a chance to win tickets to the game that they'll be doing between 5 and 7. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Brandon might actually teach us how to play poker as well. It's going to be so much fun down at Century Sports Bar and Lounge for Brandon Douglas. I'm Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 11 a.m. Right now, though, we're going to get to a sports update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Dukes, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.